Hey everyone, I'm Shantae Alexander and welcome to the Faculty of Arts first episode of Arts After Hours, where we explore different student-run initiatives on campus. If you want to learn more about how McGill Art student body utilizes their free time, you've come to the right place. Medical Herstory is an organization which aims to address the obstacles female presenting people experience within the medical field, both in receiving healthcare and in practicing it. The organization is fully led by youth and has university representatives at 24 different educational institutions. Medical Herstory's mandate contains three pillars. The first, medical education, aims to bring awareness and educate the public on gender biases within the healthcare system. Patient advocacy is the second pillar and maintains the goal of empowerment in navigating systems within anti-sexist framework. The third and final pillar is undoing stigma, where the organization aims to challenge existing stereotypes and the ensuing social processes which stem from these stereotypes in the hopes of demystifying women, genderqueer, BIPOC, and disabled people's identities. Recently, the student-run organization won the prestigious McGill's Principal Prize for public engagement through media in the groups category. Joining us now are co-directors of media for medical history, Olivia Morota and Emma Margie. Can you each tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the organization and what inspired your curiosity and passion about these issues? So I was initially looking for like some kind of internship, actually. So I joined this website called Flick. It's where female mentors are supposed to inspire female mentees. I found medical history through that. Then I um, just got the position of like a general volunteer, which is what I started doing. Uh, and then I eventually became like the media chair for the medical education team. And then when we restructured, that was when Olivia and I both became the co-directors of media. Um, so Emma and I were already friends before this. Um, so I also signed up for Flick and I didn't really find anything else that interested me um, except for Medical Her Story. And so I was like to Emma, like, I don't want to be copying you or anything, but like, I also want to apply for this. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so excited. and was really great about it. Um, not like I was stealing her thunder or anything. <laughs> so in January, it'll be two years of me being a volunteer at the organization. And then we both kind of worked our way up in different ways. Uh, so specifically regarding the Principal's Prize, um, what made you guys actually apply for the Principal's Prize Award at McGill? And what was the experience like when you guys won? Um, we initially applied just because we felt like it was something that suited our, our goals and we felt like it would help us with outreach overall. And also in previous years, we'd been a runner up. But yeah, so I remember one day I just kind of got the call. Um, I, I'm not really sure. I think she was an outreach person or something. And she was like, don't tell anyone this, but you guys won the prize. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was really like, keep it hush hush. And I was like, who do I, t what do I, who do I go to with this information? Like, what do I do yeah. now? Yeah. And I think, I mean, we had really hoped that we would win because we really felt like we were strong candidates. But at the same time, like there's a lot of other strong candidates and you never expect that like you're going to win. So when uh, Olivia got the call and she was like, I'm OK, we can't tell anyone, but we won. I just didn't even know what to think. I think we were both a little bit speechless. We were really excited to make the announcement during the executive meeting. And I think everybody was very excited because um, it is such a huge honor and it's just so amazing to be recognized for that kind of award. 
But it was also something that was kind of funny, actually, because um, I told uh, Tori, the founder of Medical Her Story, I told her and I was like, you cannot tell anyone this. Like, we can't even tell exec. We have to wait like a few weeks. Um, so it was kind of it was a secret at the beginning, but it was such a fun like announcement to make. I feel like we're really proud. Yeah, it was a great moment. <laughs> yeah. How has Medical History been successful in digital outreach, particularly in reaching students who might be interested in learning more about the mandate? So as an organization, we have a lot of different working parts, I would say. So Olivia and I specifically are responsible for digital outreach, um, but that also means advertising some of our events and workshops. And so our workshops team is super awesome. And they specifically go to you know medical schools and do workshops for medical students as well as um, patients. They do that as well, but they also do medical students, which is really cool because then um, they help medical students kind of learn about gender health equity and all that kind of stuff and then we promote that um i think also i'm a big fan of instagram um i i gosh i love a good instagram infographic like <laughs> that is my passion in life maybe no i think like just creating inspirational things and like inspirational posts and being able to share them is really important to us mm-hmm. um especially hearing how they've like uh, how others have been impacted by the work that we do, especially through that platform where you're able to talk with your audience and you're able to reach out to them. It's super great. Tell us about a media project that you're really proud of. This isn't necessarily like a media project, but when Olivia and I took the role of co-directors of media, we had this plan that when we posted, we were going to do kind of like themed weeks and have certain days have themed posts as well. For example, like Reproductive Health Week, where we don't necessarily announce that that's what it is, but all the posts kind of take that theme. And because each post approaches the issue from a different lens, for example, like an undoing stereotypes or like medical education, you kind of see different facets of the topic. In terms of healthcare and especially female presenting people receiving healthcare, it's often so confusing. So that's like such a great initiative that you guys have. Okay, so your publications often cover a variety of personal experiences and stories from contributors about their experience receiving medical care. So generally, Medical Herstory's publications cover the difficulties and obstacles female presenting people face when receiving healthcare. Um, what are some stories that you guys have felt truly touched by? So not to put her on the spot, but she's right next to me. <laughs> so Emma, Emma actually shared her story about her relationship with anxiety uh, on the website, like on Medical History's website. And um, I remember, like, as someone who struggles with anxiety as well, like, I remember thinking about, like, how brave Emma was and how I was like, that's my friend. Like, that's my girl. So I was really, not only, like, do I know her personally, but, like, I've struggled with similar things. I've struggled with not being believed by healthcare professionals. I've um, struggled with finding the proper resources to try and get healthcare and get adequate access to the healthcare that I deserve. Um, and so seeing Emma, like a person that I'm really close to and have been for a while now, like stand up there and tell the world and all her friends, um, it was just really inspiring for me. So I'm really proud of her for that. And yeah, so that's been my most touching story, I think, so far. I So when I was interviewing for Medical History, I actually read a lot of the stories because I was like, okay, what's this organization about? I need to know more. I think the one that touched me the most and that kind of inspired me to also share my own story was the one, uh, it's called Growing Up With Endometriosis. And so 
Uh, in it, the author shares how uh, they grew up with endometriosis, but they didn't really know. And then um, they just had a lot of medical trauma and went through phases of not being believed. And I think it's such an important story because not only do they talk about like the physical things that happened to them, but also the um, effect that it had on their mental health. And like Olivia mentioned, mental health is really important to me. Um, actually, I was like reading all of the stories on your website and they're so captivating. Oh my goodness. Um, also, can you speak a little bit on the response you've gotten to your media outreach from your readership? Yeah, so I think it's uh, especially impactful when either like when we receive a uh, like a DM or something mm -hmm. like that from somebody we know. But for me, it was when my mom actually she follows medical her story. <laughs> uh, she's a queen, um, and um, my dad doesn't have social media. Otherwise, he would too. <laughs> Come on now, let's not leave him out. Um, so uh, yeah, so she uh, DM'd me in response to one of our posts, which was on menopause. And I think that's a topic that's really stigmatized, especially because um, aging in women is like seen as really shameful. It's like not okay. And it's never talked about. Like, and it's something that you just have to live with. Like you're just expected to deal with it. Yeah, my mom DM'd me and was like, ah, I love this. Like, I love that you're talking about it. It just made me realize like we're making people feel seen with these posts mm -hmm. and it's not for nothing. Like people actually really do engage with them. You know, I had a similar experience. Like Olivia said, we get, you know, DMs from people. And um, I was sharing just a couple of the posts that we had made on my own personal Instagram. And I actually had a past teacher that that taught both Olivia and I. She reached out to me in a DM and said how much it meant to her that I was sharing about this issue uh, because someone she knew actually like experienced it. And there's, you know, not very much information about it and people don't know about it. So uh, I think that was kind of the first moment where I was like, okay, we're actually making a difference. Like, this is crazy. How would you feel that um, media plays a part in uh, how we receive our information about healthcare, specifically um, in North America? Um, media in general and playing a role in receiving healthcare is kind of huge. For me personally, in trying to get information and seeking diagnoses for things that I'm struggling with like I did use social media it was hugely important for me and I think also like um, it teaches you things that you wouldn't necess necessarily learn if you were in like let's say a sex ed class or like in school I think an important thing that we do is like undoing the shame and the stigma of talking about these issues. At the same time, I think there's, you know, the other side of media, which I agree with Olivia, it's super important and it's really great for outreach, but there's also sites that, you know, promote misinformation yeah. and the issue I think that we sometimes have as consumers of media as well is like, how do you figure out what information is actually accurate? What can you actually trust? I was just thinking about like how there were certain like websites and stuff like it, it's disguised as like a like a Planned Parenthood type of thing where it's like a sexual wellness sexual health clinic um, but it's actually not and it's that can be super dangerous as well if you don't know the difference and you know I follow um, an OBGYN on an Instagram and she's always talking about how um, if you live in the states in a state that doesn't allow abortion right now you can order 
um, abortion pills. She's promoting these things that um, people can have access to. But at the same time, like Olivia said, there's the negative side where people are doing the exact opposite and <laughs> preventing people from seeking care and creating more barriers, especially like with the rise of TikTok. We love her, but we hate her. Um, there are so many like fad diets and healthcare advice on there that just isn't quite as healthy that yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. trying to make it seem. So it's definitely really important what you guys are doing, trying to like set the record straight as well. So medical history has been featured in various news outlets since the organization's conception. Um, are there any features that have really stood out to you as directors of media and have made a significant change in your public reach? Our founder, Tori, who I mentioned previously, um, she was in Hunger Magazine because uh, Medical Her Story was featured in the Rankin exhibit, um, which was really cool. So yeah. he was a famous photographer. If you don't know who he is, I think he's from the UK. Yeah. Um, and we had a bunch of our Instagram posts be put up in this like collage-like fashion. Yeah, and I think in terms of outreach as well, that was a super great opportunity because the exhibit was actually in person in the UK. So one of our other executive members who lives in the UK was actually able to go there and, you know, talk to people about our posts and about our organization, which is amazing. Um, so what kind of future projects uh, does medical history have on the horizon? September 1718, we have our annual feminist health conference, which is a huge deal. It's like a two-day um, online conference and we have so many different events you know by the time this podcast is released uh, the recording will probably be on our YouTube so you can always check that out as well if you are interested our Instagram is medical her story what kind of planning went into um, this whole like event with all the workshops and speakers and everything mm -hmm. on your end especially <laughs> our team especially has been so great in making Instagram posts for this uh, conference you know, we've been posting about it like all month. So a lot of posts have gone into it. That is amazing. Thank you both for like coming out and talking to me about all of this. And there is so much like information out there on your website, on your socials that um, we will include the link to um, in the description for the podcast plug. <laughs> If you're interested in getting involved with Medical History, feel free to check out the form on their website titled Register Your Interest. You can also submit your own personal stories when encountering obstacles in receiving healthcare. And if you'd like to follow Medical History on social media, all of their information will be provided in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.